I'm back. I know it's been a hot minute since I've sat down and actually got a podcast out to you guys, but um, it's been nearly two weeks, 14 days. What the fuck? No, I've been sick. I am fine now. Everything's fine. But yes, I was sick, bedridden for a solid six or seven days. Um, So I hadn't really been able to do anything but sleep. It was hell. However... Um, in this time, I've been away. I had my birthday. Um, I turned 23 years old. I am basically a grandpa now. I'm kidding, of course. I'm a youngin. But I am back. Um, there's been a lot of wrestling that have happened that has happened in the last 14 days. Um, not all great. More terrible than anything. But um, I put out a video a few days ago on my YouTube channel. Just search Wrestling Reverb on YouTube and you'll find it. Or head to my Twitter or my Facebook and you'll see all the links. Um, Little cheap plug in there. Why not? I mean, it's the holidays. So, uh, you know, give me those views. It'll be nice. Um, So, I put out a video and it was talking about the current state of WWE and um, how Raw in particular, it was just so bad this week. And I think I've kind of hit my limit on shitty content that they're producing it's just shit and this week really showed me um that i understand why people don't watch the product anymore um and i understand why people complain about the product as much as they do because this week showed me that um it was just a bad show there was nothing good about raw this week smackdown had its moments and it was really good but raw is just mm, it seems like almost that um, WWE are just kind of, they've almost gotten to the point where they know they're producing a bad show and they're just kind of okay with it because they know that we, they have a loyal fan base that will just watch. And, you know, for, for the sum of, I understand where they're coming from in some regard, but at the same time, they shouldn't be producing bad, just a bad show. It was just a really bad show. And... I get what they mean by having a loyal fan base. I look at myself and I am a very loyal fan to WWE. No matter how bad it gets, I'll still always watch. But that being said, I don't even know if that I can continue to keep watching at the level I do, especially when it comes to Raw. It's just I'm zoning out. I'm not paying attention to the product. I'm not excited for it. It's just I understand where people are coming from when they just don't watch this show anymore. And then you look on the other side of things and you've got things like SmackDown and it's it makes, I don't know. I said this in my video and I always kind of thought in the back of my head, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in depth on the podcast because is SmackDown really amazing or is it the fact that Raw is bad, that it's making it more amazing? And I think a little bit of the case can be argued that SmackDown isn't as great as what everyone on the internet is perceiving it to be. It's just where in comparison to Raw, and Raw is so shockingly shit that it makes SmackDown seem better. However, I don't think SmackDown is bad in any regard. It's just, even if a SmackDown episode isn't like knocking it out of the park, it's still progressing. Raw doesn't progress in any storyline in a very positive way. It just kind of, it either stays still or it goes backwards. There's no um, excitement for what's next. When you look at SmackDown, there is, you know, you look at SmackDown this week alone 
and you have so many programs that any any one of the, these new programs could be an argument for why you're the most excited about that. You've got Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev that looks like the US title program. You've got Samoa Joe and uh, Jeff Hardy. That's another program. Um, you've got Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. It's the WWE Championship program. You've got Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton. Um, if their track record is anything, you know that this, this is going to be good. And then you've got Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Asuka in a program for the SmackDown Women's title. And um, if everyone really is on Becky as much as they say they're on Becky, this is the match that they're going to be nearly the most excited for, maybe with the only other kind of um, one to argue would be her and Ronda, which we'll, event we'll get to again at WrestleMania or before. Probably WrestleMania. Um, but you look at all this stuff on SmackDown and it's just there's something to sink your teeth into. On Raw, there isn't really anything to sink your teeth into, which in, in all honesty is a shame and I wish it wasn't like that, but that's just how it's happening and how it's how it's kind of going. Um, the main storyline on Raw is just unoriginal and I, I didn't even know the words to describe it. It's just pure bad. And I'm not the type of person, like I've said previously, that I I really don't like to th- focus on the negative. But when everything is negative on Raw, it's hard to take out any good because I can't think of anything that I'm actually excited for on Raw. Um, the Ronda Rousey and Nia Jack stuff... Like I've said previously, I'm very, very, very happy that um, WWE and Nia are using this face breaker thing to Nia's advantage, getting some heat on Nia. That's what we need. We need a genuine heel. However, it's not the fact that they're using that that I have a problem with at all. Um, in fact, I encourage it. It's more so the fact that I don't think Nia is just very good. Her character at the moment is coming across very unnatural and it doesn't seem like an extension of her. It could be and it's just maybe that's just her personality comes across a little cheesy and a little corny but if it is then fuck, that's not great but Nia to me is just so um, her, I would describe Nia Jax as underwhelming. That's that's the best word I can describe Nia. She's um, we all have our opinions on Nia Jax's ring work and is it up to the level of everyone else's? I don't think so. She's a little sloppy and a little careless in the ring. Um, obviously, she brings an appeal that no other girl can on the roster on any in any um, capacity in Raw, SmackDown, NXT. But Nia just... I just wish she could crispen up. Crispen up? I don't even know if that's a word. Whatever. She could be a little more... I just wish she could be a little more crisp in the ring. And her mic work is subpar. Um, And then, you know, you've got her with Tamina and it's just kind of... um, Should that be a bigger deal than what it is? Because it just kind of seems like Tamina's there. There's no real um, logical reason other than their family that they're together. But um, her and Ronda's program is, you know, everything that happened at Survivor Series with Charlotte and you know, the crowd reaction to that. Um, I don't think it's killed Ronda Rousey by any means because she's still somewhat ridiculously over. But I just think that the audience know where we're kind of going and it's to Charlotte, it's to Becky. 
And I just don't think Ronda Rousey's going to be cheered in that respect over Becky or Charlotte. Um, you know, you look at Charlotte Flair and, you know, the last few months since having the program with Becky, um, Charlotte wasn't at the level that Charlotte Flair should be at. And Charlotte Flair was always kind of at the top. Now, not saying that she dropped along a lot because she really didn't. Charlotte is still Charlotte. She still had a lot of name value, obviously. Um, her ring work was still really good. However, I just think because Becky got so over it, just kind of uh, kind of pushed Charlotte to the side a little bit. So this stuff with Ronda and Becky getting hurt was a blessing in disguise for Charlotte because it was kind of the rebirth of Charlotte. Now, a lot of people were a bit critical of they were just um, of WWE in this regard because you know sh- they were just kind of using the Becky Lynch method to get Charlotte over. It shouldn't really matter how someone's getting over as long as they're getting over and they're getting a reaction. And it helped Charlotte a lot. Um, going into TLC, the first ever uh, women's TLC match, you've got Becky defending against Charlotte and Asuka. Um, if that's not the main event of the pay-per-view, then I don't know what the fuck WWE on about because there's no universal title match. The WWE Championship doesn't have a stipulation. This is The pay-per-view is called TLC, Tables, Ladders and Chairs. This is the TLC match. Yes, I know that... We might be getting Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. But if Braun's not ready to go, um, even if Braun was ready to go, I don't think that's the main level match. I don't think that's the main event. But um, WWE have done weirder things in the past, so I wouldn't put it past them to put Baron on last. But this is this is the match that will steal the show. This is the match that everybody's excited for. If you're not excited for this, I don't know if you could call yourself a big wrestling fan because this is what it's all about. Um, but... Back to Ronda and Nia, getting back to that. Um, that program, we've seen that match. Did they have a great match? Yeah, they did. But Ronda and Nia are in two very different spots now. Very different spots. Um, Nia is coming into being, if it if it can, you know, keep its, um, its uh, momentum, Nia is the biggest heel in the company at the moment. You heard her reaction at Survivor Series the next night on Raw. She is getting a genuine we-hate-you kind of heat. Um, is it the best heat to get? I mean, probably, because any heat is good heat when you're a heel, in my opinion. But um, it does seem to be from some people, not so much from me, because I don't genuinely dislike this woman. Like, she's just a character in a TV show. But some people say some of the worst things. But... um. The good thing about Nia is that she seems to just let it roll off her shoulders. She seems to just kind of use it to her advantage. Good on her. But, like I said, I just don't think Nia is the best. I really don't. Now, Ronda is coming off of... Now, Ronda's coming off of the Charlotte thing where she got that reaction. She's still getting cheered when it comes across to Nia Jax. But I just think we know what this... In the end, that Ronda's just going to beat Nia... And then she goes on to maybe fighting someone, whoever she fights at the Royal Rumble. Um, we have to see what happens after. TLC is, for at least for the main event match of WrestleMania, TLC is very important. Because maybe this is a way to get the title off of Becky Lynch um, so she can win the Rumble and fight Ronda. That's what I think is going to happen. Now, does that mean Charlotte grab, gets the title or Asuka? Um, I'm leaning more towards... Maybe Asuka, because of the fact that I think it will be a triple threat at WrestleMania. I think it will be Becky, Ronda, Charlotte. But that's not to say that Charlotte can win the title and then drop it again before Mania. Or maybe we'll have a SmackDown and Raw Women's Champion 
in the same match. Who knows? But um, I think that's where we go. Um, something else was brought up to me by someone else that watches wrestling and we we're just having a chat. Um, is that maybe this is a way that we do Charlotte Oscar at WrestleMania in a rematch because, you know, Oscar's had her run, you know, her momentum and her kind of um, stigma almost ruined by the fact that Charlotte beat her at WrestleMania this year. So maybe this is a way for Charlotte to win the championship at TLC, Becky goes on to fight Ronda, and Oscar goes on to fight Charlotte. And kind of she needs to beat Charlotte to get back to what, Oscar was. That could be a fun story. Um, I'm leaning more towards the triple threat, but honestly, the Oscar-Charlotte thing is a great story, and it really is something that I could see happening if we don't get the triple threat. Um, Speaking of WrestleMania, because we're getting so close to WrestleMania, um, you know, we're always talking, we've been talking about Ronda and Charlotte and Ronda Becky or Ronda Becky Charlotte, whatever kind of combination of that um, as the main event of WrestleMania. But then you still got a whole card to work out. And obviously, um, we're still months away from WrestleMania. It's only November. So there's still a long time to for everything to change and for things to fall into place and stuff like that. And we've been talking so much about Ronda and maybe Charlotte or Becky winning the Rumble that we haven't really thought about who wins the men's Royal Rumble match. And I honestly am in the um, belief that Brock will be going into Mania again as the Universal Champion. And, you know, the report came out this week that maybe we're talking about Seth Rollins. And um, I, I'm fine with Seth fighting Brock at Mania. It, you know, Seth is great and stuff like that. But... Um, is he as hot as he was maybe six months ago? I don't think so. I think this Ambrose Rollins program um, has been executed very differently than what I thought it would have been because, you know, the turn happened when it did and it was hot and then we had weeks of Ambrose not saying anything and, you know, wondering why he did it and stuff like this. And then Ambrose started talking and ever since that happened this feud seems to have lost its steam a little bit, at least in my eyes. Maybe it's because it's on Raw. I don't know. But um, it just seems that, you know, you know, this week watching Ambrose cut a promo while getting needles in his ass and stuff like that, I was just like, what the fuck is happening with this program? It was so hot and stuff like that. It's just kind of... I don't even know what to even think about it. But... Um, you know, that being said, it's just kind of like, is is it hurting Rollins? Um, I think they can obviously get him back to a place. Maybe Rollins wins the Rumble. Um, who knows? But then you look at the WWE Championship side of things, and, it, and obviously things will change and stuff like that, but maybe Brian is carrying the title into WrestleMania. Maybe AJ wins it back. Maybe there's someone else lurking in the shadows. Um, it's hard to tell. Um so many matches that will take place at WrestleMania 35 in New Jersey. And although they'll probably market it as New York, they usually do. But, um, you know, MetLife, that area is fun. Um, it's just weird. It's, a, it's I just want to get, like, we're in this... I, I tweeted this out this week that we're in this... There's always a time of the year, if there's ever a time where it's just dull and a little low and... Um, 
stuff like that. It's post Survivor Series right up until you know the first kind of episode of, in January um, of Raw and SmackDown because we just enter that you know the holidays are here and there's a big build to wrestle a uh, big build to Royal Rumble after TLC and if there's any time to be in this kind of lull it it always is December this December holiday period and I always thought that watching wrestling for as long as I have I've always kind of just been like okay this is the this is the lull this is the kind of whatever time um and if there's you know any kind of backup to that it was you watch Raw this week and you know that it was just a bad time um once we get past TLC and then we get through those oh I I my opinion on holiday roars like Christmas roars New Year's roars and same with Smackdown is that they're always shit and I can't fucking stand them um it's the time of the year where I take myself give myself a little break from wrestling and I just I don't generally watch the shows live because a lot of the times they're taped as well anyway um and I just kind of keep up, obviously, and watch what I know will be good um, because I just don't like this time of year. So I even take a break from wrestling, um, you know, because I watch it all the time. Um, so, And I think even... So in Australia, Raw will actually be on Christmas Day and because it airs at uh, around 11.30 in the morning... I'll be eating Christmas lunch. I'll be with my family. So I won't even get to watch Raw live. Um, same with New Year's Day. I'll probably be in bed after a big night on New Year's Eve and stuff like that anyway. So I don't think I'll be tuning into too much wrestling unless, you know, something grabs my attention on YouTube or something like that. So this kind of time, once we get past TLC, um, I just want to get into the Raw Rumble build. Raw Rumble is fun. Raw Rumble is probably my favorite event of the year, maybe besides WrestleMania. I always toss up on what's the best. Um, so yeah, I just want to get past all of that kind of stuff. Um, TLC is shaping up to be kind of fun, I think. we got Rollins and Ambrose. Regardless of their story, they'll still have a really decent match. Um, we've got Brian and AJ. That will be fun too. Uh, we got Baron Corbin and Braun if it takes place because of Braun's injury. Um, I did read something. Maybe there will be some kind of multi-man match or something like that. Um, I don't really care too much about that. But if it's a TLC match, I guess it'll be kind of spotty and fun. Um, and then we've got the triple threat women's TLC match, Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka, which I think is just going to be incredible. Um, I am letting myself get hyped for that because the girls deliver on a more consistent basis than anyone in the company, especially when it comes to Charlotte and Becky and, and Asuka. Um, I really, really was glad that Asuka was the third member after watching SmackDown with the Battle Royal. Um, a little part of me thought they were going to do something like maybe Mandy Rose or Naomi, but I'm glad they went with Asuka because Asuka's the best fit for that match. That's going to be very... I can already picture the spots that these girls are going to be in in TLC. Um, so I'm glad that that's kind of... That's the three. Um, and the first ever all-women's TLC is a little bit overdue. Um, it's one of the last, really, first evers for the women when you think about, you know, big-scale matches. Um, like I said, I hope it's the main event. Um, yeah, but just wrestling in general is just kind of, you know, it has its bits and pieces and stuff like that. But for the most part, I'm kind of in a lull with it. I'm kind of just eager to get to the rumble and eager to get to being fun again because 
I don't want wrestling to be bad. I don't want to have to have these episodes or just these general conversations with people where I'm talking about how bad the bad the product is. I really don't in you know in regards to raw. I really don't want that. I want wrestling to be good. I want to be able to talk for so long about wrestling for hours and hours just about how great it is and I want to invite people and get more people to watch the product but if I was to invite people to watch Raw this week it would not have went well and I wouldn't have been able to defend the shit that it was um and then you watch Smackdown and it's so good that's when I would invite people to watch the product but for now I would not invite people to watch Raw I watched that on my own and I'm getting to the point where I may not even watch it live anymore because it's just it's just bogus I'm sick of the the garbage that they're producing but anyway, um, I'll be back next week to talk about more wrestling. And hopefully, it'll look on the up. We'll get on the up and it might be just a bad episode of Raw and we can get past it. But Raw has been consistently pretty dull for a little while. Um, oh, I do have to say, because I haven't actually talked about Survivor Series, is that, yes, I was very angry that SmackDown got completely annihilated when SmackDown is clearly the better show. But I think... Um, a little part of that is because everyone was so hyped for SmackDown is that, that Raw needed it more. But they really didn't do too much on last week's episode of Raw to really celebrate. It was just kind of like, yeah, we won. And that's it. And honestly, SmackDown didn't do anything to be like, you guys all, all lost. So what the fuck's happening? But it just kind of got brushed under the side and that was the end of it. So that was that. Anyway, I'll be back next week for more Wrestling Reverb. Catch my videos on YouTube as well, my Twitch streams, all of that. And I'm now on Anchor, so um, I'll keep you updated on where you can find the podcast, but it'll still definitely be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a bunch of other platforms and stuff like that. So I've just moved over to Anchor. It just seemed a better fit for me. And yeah, um, so my podcast might stop being available. I might not no longer upload my podcast to YouTube and stuff like that. Um, not a lot of people listen to podcasts on YouTube anyway, so just keep it on the main ones and stuff like that. And um, I'll catch you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>